welcome to episode 22 of the Farfrist Software Podcast. On today's show, I'm extremely excited to have Hung Lee join us. Hung is CEO of Workshape.io and also the brains behind the hugely popular Recruiting Brain Food weekly newsletter. He joins me to discuss how to build a strong personal brand as a recruiter. As one of the biggest online influencers in recruitment at the moment, there really isn't a better guest to give some insights on this subject. He talks about why building a strong personal brand is so important for recruitment, how to build a loyal, engaged network for your brand, and how to measure the effectiveness of your personal branding strategy. Now, this podcast was originally recorded on the Crowdcast platform as a live video chat, so you may hear me bring some questions in from the audience as we progress through. If you enjoyed today's show and you're able to give it a rating on the podcast platform that you're listening to, please do so. It really, really helps us. And if you enjoy the show as well, give it a share out across social media. Thanks. Hi, everyone. Um, welcome to the Firefish Software Future of Rec Crowdcast. Um, I'm your host, Cameron McLennan, and today I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Hung Lee. Um, Hung, thank you so much for joining us uh, this afternoon. It's a topic that is on everybody's uh, everybody's mind at the moment. Uh, just before we kick off with the questions, can you give the, uh, the audience a little bit of background on you, please? Yeah. Firstly, Cameron, my pleasure to be on this, this uh, superb Crowdcast. So thank you very much for inviting me on. Um, so yeah, my name's Hung Lee. Uh, I run a recruitment tech platform called Workshape.io, uh, which matches uh, companies with software engineers. Um, and I also curate a newsletter called Recruiting Brain Food, which goes out once a week to the recruiting community. Awesome. So there's a load of buzz about um, personal branding at the moment in the industry, but there still seems to be quite a bit of confusion about what it actually is. Um, can you give me your definition of what um, it is particularly in the recruitment space? Um, in the recruitment space, it's simply one-to-many communication, man. Um, uh, the, the traditional format of, of, of comms for us recruiters has always been one-to-one, -one, uh, which is we are sending one email to one person, we're sending, we're making one phone call to one person, uh, we're doing a one-to-one -one interview with one person. Um, personal branding is really to understand, actually there's another way in which you can communicate this time to an audience rather than to an individual. Um, and it's the one-to-many. Um, and either you, you reach out to many in some respects or you get yeah. them to come to you in some respects. Um, so personal branding is really, you know, an idea that's come from uh, really marketing, inbound marketing specifically. Um, but I think very useful for our industry in recruitment, no doubt. Yeah, and so like, if you are a, a recruiter just starting out, why should you be focusing on, on like, your personal brand for next year you know what it's not about next year cam um uh, it isn't uh, i think one of the reasons why people fail uh, and, and when they think about launching something like this is that their understanding of roi is is locked into a too short a time frame um they're thinking you know what i'm doing all of this but where is my return where's my yield um but the way i see it is personal brand is something that is the, the 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 most important word of those two is personal it's you um and everything you do about your brand is compound value for the rest of your life um it should help you for the rest of your life whatever you're doing um so there's no greater incentive for anybody to really think about that um because 
uh, everything you do in that way is is, is adding you know 0.01% value to the things you can produce to the to, to the community but that marginal gain just accumulates over time and compounds um, so that year on year um, you're going to get better and and more well known uh, and probably better at your job as a result of more people knowing who you are yeah it's really interesting and like i guess for you you're sort of you know you work for yourself so your personal brand kind of ties back into your company brand and almost the the, the two aren't the same but uh, there's a benefit for both there i guess there might be some people on this today that maybe work for somebody else uh, and is there any way to separate out the two your work person you know is can it be separated out you know what let me tell you this cam i mean when i when i was sort of when I launched workshop for the first um when we first launched workshop I was actually very reticent to push my personal brand for forward. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Um because I felt that I don't want to overwhelm the company brand. Uh and actually I want the push to company. That needs to be the thing. And I really retreated from from anything um that uh that could be associated with trying to promote um Hong Lee. Um but I know now that's a that was a massive error. Um, because the reality of it is, I think that the brand that, that you are and the brand of the company that you're with, they can actually work very well together. Um, at the end of the day, um, people are going to be aware of the corporate brand because they'll encounter it in a corporate context, but they may also be aware of your personal brand because they'll encounter it probably in a different context. All that means is you've got twice the amount of chance of encountering that, or that, that potential customer um, or that potential partner and you shouldn't neglect one or the other. Um, so there's no question that the two things can dovetail very well. Um, and uh, I would I would hope that employees these days would recognize that. Although I am aware that, you know, the, the default position for a lot of employers is that actually we want you to just do your job. Uh, we have marketing to do the brand. Uh, you stay in your box, they stay in their boxes and off, off you go. Personally, I think that will have to change um, and should change um and and hopefully people will see the value companies will see the value of individuals that have the uh, understanding as to how you know amplification works and messaging works in in the modern day it's really interesting i mean i'm starting to have conversations with agencies now agency owners now who are actually dedicating some time to allow their consultants to to work on personal brand and actually um put a bit of thought into that side of it as well which a year ago just just was not happening um if you're, I guess, if you're like new to recruitment or you're just starting out in in either agency or in in the in-house space, um, what should you, what conscious things can you be doing to to help accelerate your your personal brand? Um, well, before you you do that, um, I, I would I would simply, I think the first conversation that's always most important is the one you have with yourself. You know, um, uh, like what is it that you want to do in your career? Um, what is it that you, what kind of value do you think you can provide to people? Um, and, uh, you know, start thinking about sharing some of that. Um, ultimately I think, you know, none of us are professional marketers or professional brand people or whatever it is. Right. Um, but, but I think we're, we're kind of, so we're all kind of amateurs trying to figure this out. Um, but one of the things I've learned really is that, you know, the expertise is not necessarily that valid when it comes to personal brand um because the people that seem to have done it most successfully are the ones that are amateurs uh, that have just gone with what, what's true with uh, in their core and they've just expressed it in some way um so i think if you're young you're new to the career in recruitment or you're, you're new to the idea of potentially opening up a little bit 
Um, it's going to come down to what it is that you're most comfortable doing. Um, and, and how can you share a little bit of your, your working life um, to the, you know, the, the, the wider world out there? And it might surprise you how many people might be interested in that. Um, like a good example, Cam, is you know, people come to me often now and say, oh, hmm, you know, I'd love to do a little bit more blogging, let's say, um, but I, I can't find any content. You know, how do you come up with content ideas, et cetera? Um, and my, 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 my response to that is, look, don't sit there trying to dream up some you know, amazing concept that you then have to become a thought leader about. Uh, you know, don't do that. Uh, just have a look at the stuff you're doing in your working day. Like, what are your challenges today? Um, be open with that conversation and then just talk it through. Um, and the modern way of producing content isn't actually content. It's conversation. Um, it's, you start, it's, instead of giving a monologue, uh, which is hard, right? If you've ever given a speech, that's bloody hard. But how easy is it to have a conversation with a mate? Very easy. Um, so content in the modern way is literally having conversations with your friends um, and doing so in a way it's related to work. And before you know it, that's the, 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 the sort of uh, audience grabbing, attention grabbing content. Because you know what? You'd be surprised how many people are interested in the stuff that you think is mundane. It's really interesting. Love it. Um, Christina's just saying there as well, everyone's a message to share, figuring out what your message is. That's a trick to successful personal branding. I like that. And I think as well, like it's about not being too afraid to to put yourself out there. If you don't want to do it on video, do it with words. You know, if you don't want to do that, do a podcast or whatever it is. It's just find what's right for you, I think. Here's another thing as well, Cam. Um, you're never going to be comfortable no matter what you do. Um, and like a lot, a lot of people think, all right, you know, this isn't for me. I don't feel right about doing this or that, the other. And listen, believe me, uh, whether you're a writer, whether you're a talker, whether you make music, whatever, it is not comfortable being a subject uh, to audience scrutiny, no matter what. I remember writing my first blog 15 years ago, 10 years ago, however long it was. It was terrifying pushing the publish button, right? Because <laughs> it was like, oh my God, what if people think I'm an idiot? Um, and, and I've realized I, I, I still feel that way yeah. every day. It's like literally that feeling doesn't go away. And I've just realized, you know what, that's just a normal feeling. Um, uh, and you sh- it shouldn't stop you from doing it. Just go ahead and do it. And guess what? Very few people actually come back and really, you know, give you, give you that type of personal criticism. And I guess, uh, it, sorry, mate. I was, I was just no, you go ahead. Go ahead, Cam. And I, I guess as well, like differing opinions are a good thing. You know, if you go ahead and hit the publish button on something and someone doesn't agree with you, it prompts healthy discussion as well. And that's how we all get better at what we do. No doubt. Um, and I think, you know, and this is part of the reason why I, I, I never, I resist the label of being a thought leader or anything like that. I never put out a thought piece these days where, you know, this is what I think is true. Um, because of course, this is what I think is true. Why should anyone care about what I think is true? Um, what I'm more interested in is, is starting a conversation um, and then seeing whether I can learn from other people's perspectives. Um, and that actually is a great learning journey for you as it's great personal development for you to do this. Um, and on the other side, people do actually welcome the, uh, the ability to interact with some of these, this, this type of content. Yeah. Um, and they're more engaged by, by doing that. So yeah, there's no doubt that it is one of those things that is content creation is hard because we're still locked a little bit in that web 1.0 method of thinking about content where it's got to be super polished. It's got to be completely professional finished. It's got to be you know bulletproof in terms of legal, bulletproof in terms of 
industry scrutiny or peer review and all that type of stuff. But hey, we are well into Web 2.0, Web 3.0, even or whatever point .0 you want to put it. Yeah. And it is about interaction. It's about conversation. And it's about being a little bit messy and being all right with it being messy. Yeah, cool. Just noticing in the in the uh, comments there that a couple of folks said they're maybe having some uh, issues with sound. See if you go to the bottom left and uh, get audio video help, then you'll be able to sort of adjust your settings in there. As Ruth mentioned, thanks for dropping that into the comments, Ruth. That was great. Um, just on that as well, then. So, f um, any do you have any sort of go to method? There isn't really. Do you have any sort of go to methods for um, building, helping elevate your brand, not only online? but offline as well are we talking about amplifying the brand in some way yeah, yeah. um okay so, so so again the online is great by the way because you're not just broadcasting but there's like tons of communities that you can be part of these days which you know when you and i were starting off in this world that wasn't there um uh, you know you, you, there was no such thing as community there was actually no such thing as as, as brand per se at that point um so i think the opportunity is wide open join the community support that ecosystem do good things for that group of people um and and before you know it you're going to get um the community's respect um and from there you're going to get support and, and further amplification um in terms of like on uh sort of in real life if you like or, or in kind of uh, in person one thing I found is useful is is going and try and get on stage a little bit more. Um, I mean, I've probably been overdoing it this year. I think everyone's probably sick of, oh my God, hung on stage again. Believe me, I'm sick of that as well. <laughs> um, and, uh, and and essentially, but it was a part of the plan to see whether it did have any impact in elevating brand or did have any impact on deepening these relationships I was building. Um, and I think it does do both of those things um you know it's again another step in the sense that psychologically it's a it's a, it's a barrier to overcome mm -hmm. um you know it's hard to go on stage it's hard to feel comfortable and never feel comfortable um uh, uh you know people people always say hung yeah you look really good in delivery there and, and all the rest of it trust me before i came on stage i was not eating i'm feeling sick <laughs> all of these things still right so i've given like 50 talks 100 talks i hope many over the course of my my, my time in recruiting, but it never goes away. Uh, I've just realized that's just a normal way of feeling about things. Um, and, but yeah, that definitely helps. So I would encourage people that have something to share uh, to go ahead and share it. You know, if people aren't interested, they won't watch it. That's fine. And has, have you found that, is it easier now going on stage than it was a year ago? Uh, to be honest with you a little bit, uh, because I, I know the feelings now. So I know the uh, familiarity of the nerves um, and then, and then recognize that, okay, that's normal um but hey here's how you got through the first time and, and if you <clears throat> excuse me repeat that uh, mental process you should be able to get through the second time but i do think these are normal things you know a, a lot of people i think pull themselves back from doing it because they feel oh my god i feel terrible but you know what it's a it's out of your comfort zone it's out of most people's comfort zones because it's quite weird to speak in front of you know 100 200 300 people that's not normal um it should it should feel strange you know yeah so for the people that are in here hung that, that don't subscribe into recruiting brain food can you just give them a little bit of information about what that is because i'm going to ask you a few questions on that yeah you know what cam it started off with a very simple idea um i i wanted to the internet it got too big for us it got, it got too big man um you know it was literally too much information bombarded notifications everywhere it's complete nightmare 
Um, and I found myself actually encountering a lot of great content online that I read because obviously I'm in the industry and you know I'm working on tech products and stuff like that. I wanted, I needed to know what was going on. Uh, but I found that I could, I was overwhelmed by all the other stuff. I couldn't find the great stuff, so I started just um, uh, saving some of those posts and those articles and all the rest of it, and ended up creating a great library of content. And I just thought, in the end, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna share it out. Um, let's just create a newsletter. If I'm getting value from it, maybe someone else would. Um, so what Brain Food is is basically a curated newsletter that I send once a week to the recruit, recruitment community with a view that's going to give you some value at, at the start of your week. That's it. Awesome. And one of the, the amazing thing for me with this is when we, I mean, I've been following it from the very beginning inside from when you started, I think it's been, has it been two years now you've been running? Yeah, it's been over two years. Yep. It's over two years. You've gone from zero subscribers to 10,000, uh, just that's over 10,000 right. inside two years. That's How right. How yep. the hell did you manage to do that in such a short space of time? I, you know, I, I don't really know. Um, I, I think it's firstly a lot of work, right? Um, you know, it was it was one of these, you talk about ROI um, and, and what is the value and all the rest of it. Um, you know, let me tell you, there was multiple quit points um, on, on the journey to 10,000 subscribers. Um, I remember very clearly, maybe issue 10 or 11, um, I was actually going backwards in numbers of subscribers, right? So I had like 100, then went down to 89 or whatever. And I thought, what am I doing here? You know, I'm putting time and all the rest of it. Why no one's interested? You know, why am I doing it? But I just thought, you know what? I'm actually doing it for myself. It was actually very therapeutic for me to curate this and then think, all right, this is quite interesting in the industry. I'm just going to get it out there. Yeah. So just that commitment is important. Number one, just understand that it takes a little bit longer to build that audience. It's not something that's going to happen in a month or two months or whatever. Um, and it helps for you not to necessarily monitor the numbers quite that way you know um it's all about hey listen i'm really passionate about this i want to make uh, a place where recruiters can actually go and guarantee value um uh, you know guarantee value human curated is not algorithmically generated it's not one of those cheap mag online magazines where it's every other article you've ever seen trying to pick out the weird stuff uh pick out the stuff that no one ever sees um but i think you know what a lot more people should read what that guy's just said that kind of stuff right and I just get enthusiasm from that, and it, it seems that it resonates with the, with uh, with the community, which is great uh, for me to to see. And what knock and impact has that had on your personal brand? Oh, it's been huge. It's been absolutely huge. I mean, people know me more for the newsletter now than anything else, right? Um, which is a bit weird. Uh, you know, there's no question that's strange, but it's also taught me a lot about personal brand, um, in the sense that it is possible to you know create relationships with people. Uh, asymmetrically um so so what this means is is that you know oftentimes i don't know the person personally um uh, but because they've been reading the newsletter and have subscribed to it and all the rest of it you know they might come up to me at an event or or or, or whatnot and, and they're really the positive uh to the experience that they've got from it and they're, they're positive towards me you know a person who's a stranger um and i i, I remarked that, that happened more than once um and it, Every time I, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised by it, I'm, I'm massively honored by it, uh, but it also gives me an idea, wow, that's actually quite powerful. Um, because this person is, I would probably try and call, call this person, right? This is probably a buyer of Workshape or buyer of something I do. But here this person is 
literally coming up to me and saying, hey, can I get a picture with you? And I'm thinking, that's amazing. Um, that, that is another way to potentially acquire an audience, get a customer, get a candidate, whatever it is, the stuff, the hard stuff that recruiters have to do, maybe there's another way to do it. If you can create an audience or a place where people can get value and you're attached to that in some way, people will give you a lot of love and respect. Um, and that could be a much nicer way to do business. Absolutely fascinating. I mean, there is nothing to stop anybody who's watching this who runs a, if they're a tech recruiter, all of a sudden putting really, really useful content together for that market. And the key thing you said there is about value, building those relationships through asymmetrical. It's just unbelievable like that to, to see that. Um, Anybody can do it. There's, there's, there's no rhyme or reason. There's no kind of genius behind it. Um, it literally is just understanding that this is how people like to consume information, not in this push way. Like people are very, very tired of getting hammered by messaging. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if the interrupt message, I think that era is totally over. Tell me about an advert that you saw on YouTube that you really enjoyed because it interrupted you. With, no, Done. right. Yeah. Not only skip, but I actually logged the brand and I hate the brand. Yeah, right? yeah. It's like, it's literally counterproductive, but the brand guys don't notice it because basically they just see the view um, and they see the view as a positive thing. Um, so we need to, and recruiters do this all the time. I'm sorry to say, uh, they do it with cold calls, to do it with email, to do it all that type of stuff, trying to interrupt people and getting them interested in this, that or the other. Uh, and they may actually be interested in that thing, but because you've interrupted the very busy person um, in, in their flow, you're not going to get that engagement and in fact you might get some hostility um which is why you know i'm, I'm delighted to hear that you're getting um feedback from the agency community saying you know what uh, the bosses have given us a little bit of window to do something else because I, I do think that is going to be a big piece of how uh, agencies um will acquire customers in the near future uh, much more inbound less outbound because um, outbound basically is, is is not the best best thing to do on first contact with someone you don't know. Yeah, it's got to always, instead of always be closing, it's always be giving value, isn't it? If you're always giving value to the market, then things start to pay, it starts to pay dividends. And you are closing by doing that because um, a big part of sales is familiarity, Cam. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, half the reason why I'm not listening to what you've got to say is I don't know who the hell you are. Um, you know, if I knew who you are, you know what, I'd accept the damn phone call. Um, or I would read your email, but I don't know you. Um, so, so that's straight away, does, you're not even in a position where you can sell your amazing product or your amazing job. Because my instinct is to say, out, delete, spam. Yeah. Um, or block if, you, if you're on the call. Um, now, if you're able to get me to go someplace and I get value from it, then I associate that value with you, then you know what? Then I've got a chance to possibly have a. Then you've got a chance to have a conversation with me uh, in the future. And I'm not saying this is a special person. Everybody who's ever plugged in online right now has this feeling. So yeah. recruitment has to shift. Sales has to shift away from this. I think. Yeah. Awesome. Do Do you put a Do you put like a conscious effort into your personal brand? Um. Or communicating it. Can you Can you explain uh, unpack that a little bit for me, Cam? I don't quite understand. So So do you? I mean. I guess, do you put, uh, sort of, are you almost, are you thinking about everything you do before you do it? Is there a strategy behind your personal brand and, and, and how you come across? You... There, there, there probably is a strategy, but it's super vague. Um, it, it literally is. Um, most of the things I do don't have, like, a detailed, you know, architectural plan where, you know, if then, if this, then that type of, type of approach. Of 
Um, and I think you can do, you know, probably I'd be faster, better, et cetera, if I did have that mindset, but I, I typically don't. Um, I, I, I like to experiment. I'm prepared to give things a go. Um, and, and if I, if I get enjoyment out of it and I see other people get value, then I'll probably persevere. Because I think in the long term, I'm just thinking it is probably a good thing if I get more people listening to what I've got to say. Um, we're, we're in the attention economy right now. Um, where attention is the most important currency in business today um, because it's scarce. People aren't going to give that away freely. Um, and if you've got the ability to command some attention in this very busy world, you're going to do well in business. That's the, the, the guiding star, right? Just, just try and think about that. Stop the interrupt. Try and build the audience. And actually, you're going to do, you're going to do more than okay. Brilliant. Um, so uh, Dee's come in with a question um, saying, other than LinkedIn, where else should we be blogging? And should there be communities other than LinkedIn that we should be joining? And um, they're a tech and marketing recruiter. Um, I think LinkedIn has a massive reach, right? Um, so there's no question 90% of most of the things I do is on LinkedIn simply because it has been the most effective tool. Um, I think it will increasingly become effective um, given its um, integration with Microsoft, for instance. Um, it's launching with an ATS, it's launching with learning products, et cetera, et cetera. It's very hard to see a future in white collar work without LinkedIn being like a central part of it. Um, so I think it makes sense uh, for people to spend time there. But it has to be right for you. Um, you know, a lot of people can be very successful doing it on other channels. I think Facebook is still um, something that is worth paying attention to. Um, there's other products out there. that are, They end up becoming a lot smaller, though, in terms of their ultimate impact for the business uh, that you're running. Um, so, so, yeah, I, the, the answer to that is probably, yeah, you've got to double down on LinkedIn. Cool. Awesome. And... Um... On the terms of the, like the can the consistency side of things when it comes to personal brand, do you like do you feel as though you need to have the same profile picture on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, so people can find you easily and know that it's you? Is that one hundred percent? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. That's that's branding one hundred one. And I know a lot of people like to have different uh, kind of express different things on different platforms and so on. I get that, um, uh, but if there is some sort of thinking about familiarity bias, let's say. Yeah. Uh, which is probably it's actually very important for personal relationships never mind professional um you know you're much more likely to uh, to respond well to somebody you know then it makes sense to have uh, a, a personal image or consistent image across all those platforms so yeah i think that's a clear answer yes yeah really interesting cue everybody going and changing all their facebook profile pictures and their linkedin profile pictures to be the same after the crowdcast <laughs> me included um uh, how do you how do you measure the effectiveness of your uh, of your personal brand strategy can you measure I, it? I don't really um i should right so let me just be very clear to everyone out there i'm no expert right um, there's other people out there with you know forensic understanding of how to do this, that, or the other, uh, and they'll be much better, you know, technical coaches than me. Um, for me, like I say, the ROI is like what is happening in, is is lifelong. Yeah. Um, the way I see it is 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 that the future uh, of job security, income security, for instance, isn't going to be necessarily about your technical skills because those skills would be automated or replicated by someone else or someone else can do it cheaper or whatever it might be. It's going to be about your network value. 
um, and network value means uh, how many people know you, how many people you know, how many people can you message, how many people can message you. Um, your ability to affect uh, the online world, I think, is going to be one of the big, or all the offline world, if you you have happen to have that capability, is the key to your income security uh, in uh, in the present and in the future, in my opinion. So ROI is lifelong, so I don't count it. Brilliant, cool, um, guys. If anyone's got any questions for Hung, go ahead and drop them into the the comments on the right hand side, and we'll go ahead and we'll start fielding them over. Um, we had a couple of discussions uh, going on LinkedIn earlier on about this, and I think one of the uh, questions that was asked is that can you accelerate the development of a personal brand? Oh, Mitch asked that question, didn't he, did. he in, in his uh, unique style. Mitch, how are you doing? Um, I'd love to see you on the Crowdcast at some point. Um, the, 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 the answer is yes, you can do lots of things to speed it up, right? Um, so one of the basic things you can do uh, is, is expand your natural reach. Um, uh, natural reach meaning you've, you've just got to understand the platforms that you're on, and all of them don't work like tr on traditional databases do. You don't message all of Facebook, you don't message all of LinkedIn, right? There's 500 million people, there. of course you don't. Um, but you message people or you kind of, people might see your your your, your con content on their newsfeed and that's dependent on how many contacts you have. Um, so make sure you have a contact connect strategy, right? Um, understand, okay, I can't just sit there passively thinking about, oh, who's gonna connect with me today? But you need to think, which is the audience I care about? Who do I need? Uh, if I was to, to produce a bit of content, what would be the ideal person to potentially read that? And you should have a little bit of a strategy to connect to those folks. Um, you do that on a daily basis or, or habituate in some way, and quickly you'll get to the point where you do have a, a more significant reach uh, than you do. You can get 30,000 connections on LinkedIn. It's possible to get there. Um, uh, you know, and, and I'd recommend people try it. Why not? You just expand your reach. And I guess like recruiters watching this should are going to be doing that with candidates and potential clients anyway. They should. Um, the problem, and I, I don't want to say recruiters are problematic because recruiters should be super connected. Um, and this is actually a competitive advantage for us in our industry yeah. uh, because our behavior is actually already fairly strong when it comes to things like network value. Yeah. Um, but you can accelerate it. There's lots of little tricks you can do to make sure that actually this person's going to connect uh with me a uh, quick example um let's say you do post something on linkedin and you get any kind of engagement from that person um a con a comment a like or whatever it is guess what every single person that comments or likes on your post if they're not first degree connections you can just add them as a connect cold connect chances are they're going to say yes because they've already come to your place and have commented in some some fashion to you um so you can quickly accelerate um your your connection numbers uh through through that way uh, and the next time you post something of course the chances of them seeing your content increase because they're now first degree connections so basic habits like that i think you could take very little time um could potentially help you speed up quite a bit cool so um question from uh, liam marriott so um he focuses on the local it market and and uh, development firms um for his audience uh, does his local knowledge stand out as a unique or should he cast his net further uh, you know what i like the local knowledge um i mean it, again it depends on what you want to do but if, if liam for instance if you're uh, hyper focused on 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 this particular niche this area you know this is where you want to commit to then i think you could win that particular pot you could win, win that argument 
um, and be the dominant player in that space. I think that becomes a very powerful position if you can get there and very defensible also. Um, I, I think it is impossible for everyone to completely be, you know, owning the world in terms of influence. Um, you know, we're not we're not Beyonce here. Um, you know, we're recruiters or we're people trying to you know eke out a living in this in this world. Everyone's going to have a vertical or a niche in some way, and just win that part. The pie is going to be big enough for you. Brilliant. And uh, Sakanya's asking, when are you going to be next on stage? I don't know. Uh, I, I've actually had to pull out a few things um, because I'm a little bit on fumes at the moment. I'm just a bit tired. Um, I think next year's is going to be a little bit of travel, um, but I need to moderate it a little bit because I probably have overdone it somewhat. Um, I, I Chances are I'll be doing a couple of stuff in the US. Um, I've been invited to go out to California. I've never been there before, so I'm definitely going to do that. Uh, and maybe I'll spend a bit more time uh, doing a different type of traveling, which is like, further afield from Europe, which has been uh, the focus. So I'll do that start next year, I think, and then then come back to Europe in the summer, I think. Awesome. Um, Jeff Bezos, who uh, started up Amazon, often says that your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Yeah, nice one. Awesome. Look, guys, I just um, thank you very much for everyone who has come in and joined us today. Um, that is a wrap almost. If there's any more questions, go ahead and get them in quickly just now and we'll take them. Um, and just want to say thanks to everyone for joining us. And Hung, look, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure to get you on. It's been great to learn more about um, about what you've been up to. And it's fascinating what you've achieved with, uh, with Brain Food. Keep it up. No, thank you very much, Cam, for inviting me. And thank you, everyone, for paying attention and contributing. It's been a, been a great... I, we could keep talking, but uh, we've got to cut the, cut the show cut the show now. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, let's let's keep in touch. I mean, I don't know whether you have a Facebook thing, but uh, if, if there's anybody has any more questions or whatnot, just pop them in uh, the Firefish Facebook page, I think. Um, yeah. I'll join that, and I'll try and uh, respond to those, those questions there. Awesome. Yep. If anyone's got any questions, jump over to Firefish Facebook page um, and leave them and we'll get back to you. And also as well, guys, um, we put a bit of an ebook together about some of the stuff to do with sort of maximizing your personal brand. It's at the bottom. You can download the guide to sort of social selling, some personal branding hints and tips and stuff in there for everybody as well. Cool. That's a wrap. Thank you so much, everyone. Cheers. Bye-bye.